Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network, home of the Firebird Book Awards and the Positive Change Podcast Awards. We also feature one-on-one interviews with important guests, people who have something to say that you need to hear. And if you have something to say and would like to be featured on the network, please visit speakuptalkradio.com for all of the details or contact us at pr at speakuptalkradio.com. I am Pat Rulo, and right now I'm so happy to share an author with you, Sherman Edward Ross. Sherman is a retired biochemist. He has lived in Germany as well as numerous locations around the United States. He attended undergraduate and graduate universities in Colorado and Texas, receiving degrees in history, biology, and biochemistry. He has been employed as a biochemist in both academia and the pharmaceutical industry. In addition to writing the book we are going to highlight today titled Code Name Juggernaut, Sherman also has authored or co-authored numerous publications in scientific research journals. And in his spare moments, he has pursued a passionate interest as an amateur historian, and he currently resides in Denver, Colorado. So much more to find out, and we're about to dig in. So welcome to the network, Sherman. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for wanting to be here. I'm very, very excited to learn more about you. And I I loved when I read about the fact that you are an amateur historian. Tell us what that means. Well, ever since childhood, I've had a passionate interest in, in military history, specializing in American and European military history. When I was on a bar team trivia Several years ago, I was always the one they always go to for the history questions. (laughs) That's so fun. You always wonder, where did that interest come from, you know? Well, I was an army brat. Maybe that had something to do with it. There you go. That's, That's the answer there. All right. Well, listen, before we dig into the specifics of your book, let's just go back a little bit. Maybe tell us a bit about yourself. Um, just so that we can understand why you decided to become an author and perhaps write this book. Well, there's perhaps a certain creative spark in my DNA. I have an aunt who was a accomplished painter, and she had a student art studio in uh, Washington, D.C. They also have an older brother who uh, is a professional writer. He's worked for numerous uh, newspapers and other publications around the country. It always helps to have people around you that influence you in positive ways. So why did you decide to write this particular book? Where did the ideas come from? I first got the idea for Codename Juggernaut when it seemed the terrorism arising from the Middle East, the hijackings, bombings, kidnappings, and so on, the constant fear on the news. I decided that domestic terrorism represented a relatively untapped fertile area for the de- literary development. Mm-hmm. I started researching this novel in the mid-1990s, seeing a disturbing rise of political tribalism in this country, as witnessed by events like Waco, Ruby Ridge, Atlanta Olympics, and Oklahoma City bombings. And I just guess I threw myself into further development when the pandemic hit. And from that, the book virtually wrote itself. There's just so much going on right now. And the pandemic really was an opportunity for people to stop their lives and stop what they were doing. And 
a lot of books did come out during that time because they didn't know what else to do and they were stuck at home and they just decided, hey, I'm use this time to be, to write my book. Yeah, and what else are you going to do when you shut up in the house for for X number of months? Yep. So, wow, this was in the making, as far as research goes, since 1990. Early to mid-1990s, yes. Why do you think it took that while to actually finish the book? Did life get in the way, or, or were you not considering writing a book? Well, I've been kept very busy as a biochemist, but I just, you know, carry out pull out the old manuscript and start as I had ideas, and as these events were taking place, just kind of, it just gelled. The fun thing, and, and kind of a bad thing, is that once you start researching things, it takes down different rabbit holes. It could take you forever to actually get back to the project, because you get so immersed in the research. I know I find myself have that happening to me. My problem is I had two, just a, an embarrassment of riches as far as a, a material to work on. Mm-hmm. And to add, just constantly adding to it. And then, like I said, it's been happening recently. Finally brought it all together. Mm-hmm. Probably felt good for you to get it done and out there. Yeah, it's one thing off the bucket list. <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be more, but maybe we'll talk about that in a bit. All right, well, if you would then, give us a brief look into the book so that our listeners and readers have an idea of what they might expect. Well, Codename Juggernaut is a dark political thriller that revolves around a far-right-wing extremist plot to steal plutonium and other components for a nuclear device in order to fabricate them into a weapon they intend to detonate in Washington, D.C., several blocks from the Capitol building during the State of the Union speech. The plotter's objective is, after wiping out the government, to foment widespread chaos and unrest. The main antagonist in the book is one Howard Brennan, a bitter and deranged ex-Air Force colonel who happens to have experience in nuclear weapons design as an engineer. Having been dismissed from the service, arising from repeated clashes with the government, Howard seethes with anger against those he blames for wrecking his career. He's given the weapon the operational code name Juggernaut, and tends to use it to obtain his vengeance. Now, Howard commands a rather loose-knit neo-Nazi terrorist group known as the Werewolf. He has an almost Hitlerian hypnotic control over his followers. He has a murderous paramour named Jacqueline Lynch, who is an assassin who has agreed to assist him in his scheme. The book's protagonist and Howard's primary adversary is FBI agent, Special Agent Douglas Ramson, who is Jewish, painstakingly analyzes a series of clues. He slowly uncovers, uncovers the plot and after some surprising twists and turns attempts to stop it. The book begins in Los Angeles and fully rolls to Utah, Colorado, and Virginia like well, like a juggernaut, towards his dramatic climax in Washington, D.C. Throughout the narrative of the book, I go through considerable length 
to touch on the issues of political division, racism, anti-Semitism, and other things which, sad to say, are very prevalent in the news today. Yes. I can say that without giving you any spoilers. <laughs> we don't want any spoilers, no. Um, I, I appreciated how your uh, Jacqueline, how you nicknamed her the Jackal. That was a good name. Kind of a play on uh, Frederick Forsyth's Day of the Jack. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Um, so, how do you think this book is different from other books that you might find in this genre? Well, one of the most striking differences in Codename Juggernaut is that the central theme of the novel is the values are domestic threats who arise among us rather than being foreign-born terrorists. National threat comes from within. These terrorists are our fellow Americans, people who might be your co-worker or even your next-door neighbor, rather than some troglodyte hiding in some cave in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Another, another difference is, although the work of fiction, codename Juggernaut makes reference to actual situations we see in the country today, giving it a certain added relevance. So, so you really did need to do up-to-date research, you know, even though you started your research in the 90s, um, referring to a lot of things that are happening these days, obviously kept you on the research track. Right, that and constantly uh, updating numerous uh, revisions. Mm-hmm. In a book like this, it's probably hard to stop revising, you know, and, and get it out there. Yeah, at a certain point I said, well, okay, enough has happened. <laughs> I better have him write this thing. <laughs> oh, I get that. I get that because you want it to stay and be relevant, but there's only right. there's only so much you can do. At some point, you've got to get it out there. So, as you were writing this, is there was there a target audience in mind, or did you just want to get this out of you? A codename juggernaut was hit for as a political thriller set in the near future, and it's targeted for adult readers. I sent you. Advanced readers copy in the press release, so you'll agree with me that it's not for children. No. <laughs> no. It's a rather gritty, raw, hard-hitting story with cliffhanger chapter endings should appeal to lovers of action and edge-of-the-chair excitement. <laughs> the readers kept guessing and eager for more. <laughs> don't take my word for it. Listen to what some of critical editorial reviewers have written. Diane Woodman of bestsellersworld.com wrote, and I quote, Codename Juggernaut is jam-packed with action, conflict, tension, and suspense. Ross grabs readers' attention from the start and keeps them engrossed all the way to the end, unquote. Another Amazon reviewer indicated that Codename Juggernaut, quote, delivers a convincing and gripping story that gives, gets you hooked on it. The tales are so credible and impactful. It's a very entertaining read, unquote. While a reader on onlinebookclub.org said, quote, Codename Juggernaut by Sherman Ross is a gripping tale that kept me on the edge of my seat. Reading this captivating story will send the reader's emotions on an emotional roller coaster, unquote. The accolades go on and on. <laughs> Folks who enjoyed the action and plot twists 
such works as Frederick Forsyth's Day of the Jackal or Thomas Harris Black Sunday, Leslie Love codenamed Juggernaut. <laughs> oh, I love that you've got such great reviews on this. When did this come out? It came out at the end of September of last year. Yeah, I thought not too long ago. How exciting is that to do this work, get it out there, and then receive those kind of reviews? Oh, it's very uh, humbling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you enjoyed writing the book, did you? Oh, immensely. Mm-hmm. Once I outlined the book's name, Trust, it literally wrote itself. Really? Mm-hmm. So tell us about that process. So you you had an outline, you knew what you wanted to cover, and then these characters, did they just take off by themselves? How, let's talk about how the characters get developed. I always find that to be a fascinating concept, that you know you come up with these characters, but often they take off and do their own thing. Right, and like I said, it was partly influenced by the fact that you know, I was constantly building on this thing as more and more events were happening. Mm-hmm and make modifications and what for it and change the settings since, you know, the original idea came to me in the mid-90s, and a lot has happened since then. Right. Do you have a favorite character? Oh. They're all friends. Not, not, they're all my family. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, they're all part of the family, yeah. Some characters, though, you feel closer to, and sometimes in writing certain characters, you feel like you almost have a little bit of a difficult time with them, just as you would with people in your family. Yeah. I guess the Jacqueline Lynch character is probably my first, even though she's, you know, the, the real horrible antagonist. He's an interesting developer. Mm-hmm. So what about your book cover? How did that come about? <laughs> In a nightmare. Oh. <laughs> really? No, no, no. <coughs> the cover was my own design. As you see from the, uh, I think I sent you a copy of the cover. Uh-huh. It consists of a nighttime photo of a dimly lit U.S. Capitol dome which is ominously framed in the crosshairs of a telescopic sight. I figured this image is situated under the stark lettering of the book's title and delivers a sharp, a short, sharp shock, which grabs one's attention. I intended the image to be raw, hard-hitting, and directly to the point, because since the Capitol's image is an iconic representation of the U.S. government, Upon seeing the cover, the reader immediately knows that this book involves some kind of a plot against the government. Mm-hmm. It's always exciting to see your your mental image uh, actually come to fruition. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because there's so many different ways you can go with a cover. Did you have more than one choice or thought, or was this kind of the image that you zoned in on right away? I originally had an image of uh, the U.S. Capitol, a picture of the U.S. Capitol with uh, a mushroom cloud ominously arising over it. Mm. But you chose differently. Yeah, (laughs) I think this one is perfect. I do too, I like it. It's very, um, you want to open up the book, let's put it that way. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. and that's the point of a cover. Right. Give it a second chance to make a first impression. Exactly. Exactly. And the title is nice and short. 
Like my older brother, he saw it, said, oh, yes, this, look, this looks fine. It's nice and short and easy to sit on a movie marquee. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Are you going to explore something like that? Uh, well, if, uh, like when this thing is presented at this festival later on this this uh, month, if somebody looks at some Hollywood producer who is interested, I'll certainly listen to them. Absolutely, yeah. So that's the L.A. Times Festival of Books. Tell us about that. That's a yearly, uh, it's the biggest book festival in the United States being held in the uh, 22nd, 23rd of April of this month, I mean, of this year. And uh, it can have up to 200,000 attendees. And my book will be part of the uh, the display. Well, that will be an exciting two days for sure. Yeah. So many people, yeah, and so much opportunity for you to get exposure. Just think of how many people you're going to be talking with. I won't be there. Oh, but I mean, it's got a, it has a, a publicity people who are representing it. Okay. Okay. Did, did I send you the uh, press release for that? You did. Yes, you did. I didn't know if you were going to have an opportunity to be there. I didn't know if they allowed that kind of thing. They do, but I can't make it this time. Okay. Wow. Well, you'll have to keep us posted and see what kind of feedback comes your way. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Love that. All righty. I want to make sure we're not missing anything um, that you wanted to highlight about the book, about the writing process, anything else that we should know. No. I can't really speak on the writing process. I'm hardly a professional writer. <laughs> well, more so than, you know, people that think about writing and then don't actually get it on paper. I mean, there's a lot to be said to actually get the job done and get it out there. You know, so many people wish they wish they could pen a, a book or have a book published, but you actually did it, so. Oh, well. Yeah. Do you think... I guess, all I can see is this. If you have an idea, write it, scribble it down and try and develop it and make some sort of a scaffolding outline mm -hmm. and uh, constantly write, and especially when the news is talking to you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Did you surround yourself with professionals once you finally got that manuscript done? Like, Actually, I got a lot of information from the Internet. Mm -hmm. You'd be surprised how many ad hoc uh, writing classes you can find on like a YouTube or some other platform on the internet. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, you get a lot of hints about how to develop characters and how to use narration and when to go with narration and when to go with dialogue. And once I found the publishers and they, of course, are going to have to go through their battery of editors and developmental editors and copy editors and graphic artists and so forth. And then they'd get back in touch with you and say, well, you should take change is X, Y, and Z and so forth. Right. Was, it, was there much of that that you had to change? And if so, how did you feel about making the changes? Well, I was worried that they were going to have me kill some of my, <laughs> some of my beloved Takes you, but no, they took very little out. Good. Good. That's they're, they're, 
their editorial board went to say, oh, yeah, we like this. This is pretty good. Well, good. That's reaffirming. Yeah, you never yeah. know. When you put it out there, <laughs> what's going to come back? It's, it might look like a completely different book sometimes. Yeah, it's nice that most of it did not wind up on the cutting room floor. The cutting room floor, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> right. Is there a sequel, perhaps? Or are you thinking of writing another book? Uh, yes and no. There's not going to be a sequel to this, I mean, because, you know, everything has come to a definite end. It is. If I was to write another book with this character, it would be a totally different situation. Right. A potential future project delves into alternative histories. Oh. A historical narrative that involves different resolution of historical events. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I can imagine, if you will, like during World War II, Germany and Japan were considerably advanced in the field of chemical and biological warfare. And what happened, what happened today would manage to combine their resources and fully exploit these monopolies in order to stave off defeat. Obviously that didn't happen, so I'm going to the world of alternative history. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That would be quite something. That's right up your interest level, too. Right, because mm-hmm. it's, it's military history. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But that's still in the developmental stage. Sure. Something might just... I'm retired, and i got to do something to keep myself occupied. There you go. All righty. Well, so maybe share any contact information where folks can reach out to you or where they can get copies of your book, Codename Juggernaut. Well, it was released late last year by a British publisher. It's available at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, Bookshop.org, PatternCover.com, Waterstones.com, BooksAMillion.com, and really wherever fine books are sold. It's also therefore going to be featured in the Los Angeles Festival of Books at USC. And it has a limited run at a place called the Creative Books Bookstore in Pittsburgh, California. Oh, that's right. I saw that. I saw Pittsburgh, and I thought, no, it's not Pennsylvania. It's Pittsburgh, California. I did, I did not even know that existed. It's in the Bay Area. Okay. All righty. Well, we're talking with Sherman Ross, and his book is titled Codename Juggernaut, and you can purchase it wherever fine books are sold and available. Thank you so much, Sherman, for sharing you and the history of the book, and just so much more to look forward from you. I appreciate your taking the time to share with us today. All right, well, thank you. I enjoyed the uh, exposure for my debut novel, Codename Juggernaut. (laughs) And we will keep up with you then. Thank you so much. Thank you.